Love from point blank range. You can put it in the waste column. Yeah, baby, yeah, baby, yeah, baby. This is Flames Talk with Pat Steinberg on Sportsnet 960 The Fan. All right, deadline day 2023 has come and gone. Trade deadline has passed, and this hour of Flames Talk is underway. Welcome to the Scotiabank Saddledome, and welcome to Flames Talk this hour on Apple, Spotify, Google, Amazon, or wherever you get your podcasts. And the Calgary Flames on deadline day 2023 have made three additions, and one of those additions comes from the Toronto Maple Leafs, and that's how we're going to kick off this hour. The uh, first move of this Friday deadline day for the Flames saw Calgary acquire forward Dryden Hunt from the Toronto Maple Leafs in exchange for forward Redeem Zahorna. And on the Atlas Pizza and Sports Bar guest hotline right now, we kick things off this hour on Flames Talk by saying hello to one of the newest members of the team. Dryden Hunt is with us right now. Dryden, really appreciate the time today, my friend. How are we doing? I'm doing well. Thanks for having me on. Hey, no problem. What uh, what has today been like for you? Take us uh, take us through Dryden's trade deadline experience. Yeah, it's been a bit uh, a bit crazy to say the least. Obviously, I went down to have my nap, and um, you know, 20, 30 minutes into my nap, I got a call, and you kind of always know what that that call is about uh, when it's Kyle and Kyle Dubas on the phone. So, um, you know, when I, you get the call like that. Uh, you're maybe a bit upset that you're being traded, but to hear that I was going to Calgary where I live, um, where I'm excited to be, I uh, was very, very, uh, very excited. Well, and I, I, uh, I, so, so take us through that situation. I want to get into your, your Calgary roots and your Calgary ties in, in a few minutes, but you're, you're napping, you're, you're going through the daily routine, and then you, you see on call display, it's Kyle Dubas. Like, did you know instantly that it was, it was, it was going to be a trade for you? Yeah. You got to know. You got to know. Um, I don't think he's calling me for any other reason on a day like today at around 2 o'clock Eastern time. So, um, yeah, I kind of figured, you know, my heart sank a little bit just because it's been such a crazy year for me personally, uh, being on a few teams now. So, a um, little surprised to say the least. But, um, like I said, happy to be Calgary, I guess. So and and I want to ask you about the the whirlwind season. This will be the the fourth organization that uh, you'll be a part of this year. I it just I I would imagine the the getting traded thing gets old, but at the at the other end, you're probably a little bit more used to it. Just how does the the the, the prior experiences, even this season, play into how you you dealt with this one today? Yeah, I don't think you ever get used to someone saying that. Um, you know, you're, they're going to be moving on from you and you're going to have to move in cities. I think that part's the hardest, you know. Um, I really enjoyed Toronto and living there. Um, you know, you have a family and stuff like that. So all that uh, kind of comes into play. But, um, no, I don't think you ever get, uh, you know, good at being traded or it gets any easier by any means. But, um, yeah, pretty pretty crazy afternoon, I guess. <clears throat> Well, let's uh, dive in. New Calgary Flame Dryden Hunt is with us here on Flames Talk. Let's. Uh, so, so you're a Cranbrook guy. You uh, played Regina, Medicine Hat, and Moose Jaw in the Western League, and and now you call Calgary home. So, I, I guess just take us through the uh, the Calgary roots and and how you ended up being kind of a, a Calgarian when you're not playing. Yeah. So uh, I, I'm originally from. I was born in Cranbrook, obviously, but uh, my family lives in Nelson, BC. Okay. So I'd always come to uh, to Calgary in the summers just to train because we didn't have much of a train, uh, you know, system going on in uh, in Nelson. So I'd come to Calgary, train with my uncle. Uh, I'd train at cross conditioning there. So 
um, I'd always just do that. And then I started coming, you know, two, three summers and I really enjoyed Calgary. So um, I, ended, I ended up renting there for a couple summers with, with buddies. I think I rented with Morgan Klimchuk, a former flame. So um, nice. we, we would do that. We would do that. And then, um, you know, got a bit older and ended up buying a house in, in Calgary. So uh, that's where I call home now. My fiance is from Calgary and uh, we really love it. So when when you get the news that it is Calgary that is acquiring you, and, and as, as you mentioned, you never really get used to being traded, but I guess just take us through the, the disappointment of being traded and then the switch to being excited to, to truly come in close to home. Yeah, it's, a, it's like a 180. I mean, you're disappointed to hear you're traded, and then you're just kind of waiting to hear where Kyle's telling you you're going. So once he said Calgary, I was uh, super pumped, obviously going home you're not really having to move um again um so it's uh obviously i'm moving one more time but i'm going home uh you know for for good so um it's just like kind of a whirlwind of emotions uh, like i said a complete 180 but um very very happy to to be joining the organization i guess now well and an opportunity for you because uh, you would have spent a couple of seasons, uh, a few seasons in Florida with both Jonathan Huberto and uh, Mackenzie Weger, right? So that's got to be pretty cool and, and kind of come in full circle in that regard too. Yeah, it's, it's funny because uh, Weegs actually lives at my place. so uh, <laughs> I, didn't, I did right, not know that. He's, yeah, he's renting out my place right now, so I, I had to call him and say it's time to get out. But um, no, I, he's, he'll be staying in that place and, I will, we'll find something else, but uh, it's just funny how it worked out, right? I never, you know, you never think you're going to be playing in Calgary. And I uh, gave my place up to Weeks, and obviously Hubie's a great guy too. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's funny how it works out, I guess. Yeah, I guess, I guess. Tell us about about those guys, and and you've been teammates with with both Mackenzie and and Jonathan before, and and will be again. Now, I guess, just uh, tell us a little bit about uh, those two guys and your experiences with them. Yeah, both awesome team guys. I think when I first came to Florida, uh, Weeks and I we're both pretty young and Hubie was just awesome to us. He had a place there and everything. And he'd take us out for dinners and stuff like that. And uh, then when we made Florida and I was kind of up and down, I'd always stay with, uh, with weeks at his place. So I uh, became quite with uh, weeks, especially over my time. And uh, we got together this summer a couple of times when he, when he was uh, in Calgary uh, exploring the city for the first time. So um, both awesome guys and uh, kind of unfortunate to see how the season went for them, but, uh, I know they'll turn it around and uh, they'll find their way for sure. We're speaking with new Calgary Flame Dryden Hunt, who joins us here. He was acquired from the Toronto Maple Leafs on this deadline day, 2023. So Dryden, it's, I, I know it's been a world whirlwind season. You played with the Rangers. You've got games in with the Avs, the Leafs, and and the Marlies. So it's it's been a whirlwind, and, and I would imagine that's it's tough to kind of a, evaluate your individual performance. But how how would you evaluate, and how do you feel about uh, the way you've played this season? Yeah, it's it's definitely like you said, hard to evaluate when I feel like I'm starting new every you know twenty twenty five games. Uh, it's you know I'm honestly pretty crazy to look back at the year I've had. And um, I think you know for most guys you, they try and get comfortable over the year with their team and uh, they develop quite a nice you know uh, routine groove and uh, they kind of get settled. For me, it's just been it's been a bit different uh, for whatever reason. Uh, we'll have to do some reflecting after the season. And, and kind of understand why I had the year I had. Um, you know, with the Rangers, I think they had uh, a lot of guys and uh, were kind of looking to go a different way. And then uh, got a good opportunity in Colorado and just for whatever reason didn't work out. And then kind of same thing with Toronto. So, um, 
you know, I, I guess we'll do some reflecting and figure out why it didn't all work out. But um, I'm really excited for a fresh start in uh, my home in Calgary, so should be good. Uh, for Flames fans uh, and and for Wranglers fans, just overall, like t- tell us about you. You had a explosive final season in the Western League a few years ago at 116 points with Moose Jaw. You've been you've been productive in the American League. You put up some decent points in the NHL. Like just uh, give give us the Dryden Hunt scouting report. Yeah, I think um, just a responsible guy. I think that brings a lot of energy. Um, still trying to work on my production in the NHL. Obviously, especially in the world, it's hard to score in that league. But, um, you know, I like to pride myself on my shot, my, you know, my puck protection down low, and uh, just trying to be good in the forecheck. So, um, you know, wherever I can chip in, I, I'd like to chip in. And, um, yeah, I guess we'll see what happens here. <clears throat> Now you join the Flames, and and I know that you know it's 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 an exciting opportunity for you, but also an opportunity you know you're going to be with this organization for the rest of the season. And you know, as, as you talked about, it's kind of been at times frustrating for you. Do, do you come in with a a little bit of a chip on your shoulder, and and hey, I've got something to prove, and and if so, can that can that motivate you a little bit? Yeah, I think it's always been like that for me. I think you and you go undrafted in the NHL and. Uh, you got to have that chip on your shoulder to try and prove yourself every game. Um, you know, um, like you said, the year after the year I've had, and uh, this is now my fourth organization, you, you definitely try to prove yourself. You want to try and find a home. So I think you got a couple months here to show what you got. And, uh, hopefully make a good first impression and, um, you know, hopefully find uh, a little bit of a home there in Calgary and uh, kind of go from there. So that's the goal for now. And um, try not to look too much in the past and just kind of focus on, you know, uh, the Flames organization and what I can do to kind of help. So what uh, what does the next 24 hours or so look like for you? Are you where where are you right now when you're talking to us and and what are the travel plans? Yeah, it's pretty crazy. I mean, uh, we flew into Hershey, Pennsylvania last night. We have a game here today. Um, so uh, yeah, I'm on my way to Colorado to join um, or to join the Wranglers. So we'll play okay. with the Wranglers tomorrow. I guess I, I think they play tonight. I'll play with them tomorrow, hopefully. Uh, everything goes well with my flight here. And then, um, yeah, just kind of go from there. Yeah, it's been uh, pretty crazy. So, uh, yeah, just taking it kind of hour by hour right now. Well, uh, good luck. Hopefully everything goes well with the flights. Hopefully it's uh, about as painless as can hu- as, as can humanly be. I can't imagine it's it's super easy to get from Hershey to where you're going. But uh, good luck and awesome to chat with you. Uh, uh, welcome to the Flames organization. Looking forward to catching up with you once you're back in Calgary. And once again, thanks for doing this today. Hey, Dryden. Thanks. I really appreciate it, Pat. Look forward to meeting you. Absolutely. Uh, Dryden Hunt is one of the newest members of the Calgary Flames, and he joins us on the Atlas Pizza and Sports Bar guest hotline using the same secret recipe since 1975. Dine in at 6060 Memorial Drive Northeast. Takeout or delivery at 403-248-3344. As we're underway this hour on Flames Talk, stay with us. In a few minutes, the general manager of the Calgary Flames, Brad Treliving, will join us exclusively. After that, an exclusive chat with new Flames defenseman Troy Stetcher as we are slammed this hour on the program. Pat Steinberg, Aaron Vickers at Daily Hive with us as well. 
Two deals made by the Flames today. Number one, the acquisition of Dryden Hunt from the Toronto Maple Leafs for Redeem Zahorna. That's a one-for-one one deal. Then a two-for-two two deal a few minutes after that where the Flames acquired defenseman, right-shot defenseman Troy Stetcher and forward Nick Ritchie from the Arizona Coyotes uh, for defenseman Connor Mackey and forward Brett Ritchie, which has been confirmed the first-ever trade where brothers have been traded for one another in the history of the NHL. So the Flames completed the first ever sign-in trade in the NHL over the summer, and now GM Brad Living has uh, completed the first ever deal involving brothers as well. So uh, some history-making. And you know what, Vix? First of all, welcome to the program. Thank you. Hello, because you're busy transcribing and doing stuff, um, and so we appreciate you uh, spending some time with us. But um, I, I did not – I didn't mind – deadline day for the Flames. I, I I still thought there could have been an opportunity to potentially sell off an asset or two. Um, but the fact that they did not trade away picks, the, the fact that they have the same amount of picks and the same amount of organizational prospects today that they did prior, Pelche is still here, Zeri is still here, Wolf's still here, Coronado's still here, all their picks are still here. Um, you know that I, I think that is important. I didn't think the Flames were going to go big game hunting or rental hunting or anything like that, but you never know. And the fact that they didn't do that, that's the number one positive. I wonder if they missed an opportunity a little bit with not selling. I don't know. I don't know what the market was like, but I think that if you're a Flames fan, you, you can be relieved. And, and even listening to Brad True Living, who we'll hear from in a few minutes, just hearing him talk about the idea of we were not interested in going short-term and using futures to affect the short-term, that was, uh, I think, really important for this organization. Well, it's a little bit of intellectual honesty when you look at the position the Calgary Flames are in, trailing the Winnipeg Jets by five points for the second wild card into the Stanley Cup playoffs. Jets have played one fewer game, and just by nature of tiebreakers, you actually have to leapfrog them. You can't just match the points. So evaluating the situation that the Calgary Flames were in at the deadline is sacrificing a first to bring in whatever was left on the on the trade market. That's the first one to start with is there wasn't a lot of impact players that really made you want to take that first round pick out of your wallet and spend it. And then second, just taking a, a look and evaluating. And we heard Bratcher Living say several times throughout his availability where the Calgary Flames are a good team. They're just not getting good results. And so by standing pat, if you will, and, and keeping what you have and making some minor moves and swapping out brother for brother and, and Nick for Brett and bringing in Troy Stetcher to add a little bit of depth to your blue line, you're going forward with this group and just seeing if they can piece something together over the course of the next 20 games. And whether it's playoffs or not, just building positive momentum, I think here is the key. It wasn't a situation where the Calgary Flames should have been spending a first, should have been spending a second, should have been spending any sort of draft pick or prospect uh, capital at this point. And I think it's the right move. And, and to your point, I think he did explore moving out some names for some sh for some longer term game gain. Pardon me, whether it be um, moving an established player with some term left on his contract for futures or not. I think that was explored. I wonder what the market is. I don't think it was nearly as hot as it was leading into the NHL trade deadline because you just look at who's all left and who hasn't moved a first-round pick or who has another first-round pick that they can take and send over to the Calgary Flames. I just don't know that that hot market was as hot come today as it was in the days point. leading up. That's a fair point, and, and yeah, I don't know either. Um, and I... 
I look at I, I look at this deadline and I think the most important thing was for the Flames. Like the, yeah. the number one priority was for the Flames not to go buying. That that to me was um, that was really important. And and I think that the the fact that they keep all their draft picks that's big. Now the question becomes is the group better? Is the NHL group better? Or and I and I think that you can mainly getting Stetcher in. I think that you can make the. It's not significantly better. I like Stetcher as a third pairing D. He's got a right shot. He's mobile. Um, I think that him coming in is is a nice depth addition. They didn't have to give up draft picks to bring it in. Mackey wasn't coming back. Right. I actually quite like the fact that they traded Mackey away and gave him an opportunity. I think that's really important. Uh, but I think bringing Stetcher in makes them slightly better for um, for the rest of the season. It's it's not something that's going to push them into the postseason. But I think getting Stetcher makes him better. Um, Richie for Richie, I think, is is kind of a wash. You know, I'm curious to see what type of opportunity Nick Richie gets on this team. And, you know, we've seen him in top six roles in the NHL before, but he's having a so-so season with the Coyotes. But Stetcher's the guy that I think gives the Flames a little bit of a boost in terms of where they were prior to this year's deadline. Well, if you just look at it in, his in and out between that one deal, Stetcher is going to play more than Connor Mackey, as I can guarantee you that right now, just by nature of the fact that Connor Mackey's played one game since middle of December. And so you look at the Richie for Richie swap, while well, you're bringing in a guy in Nick who's got 21 points in 58 games, and Bradshaw Living alluded to the fact that he's been battling inconsistency at times throughout his career, but he's just proven to be a more productive player over the long haul than his brother has. Again, I'm very curious to kind of see how the deployment of both Stetcher, when and how he's used, and when Nick Ritchie and how Nick Ritchie's used and on what line he's used. Um, I think that's kind of the curious thing for me because I think player in, player out, looking at that tr transaction in particular, the Flames are a better team. It's a matter of how much better are they? Are they just, you know, an inch better? A meter better. I'm using Imperial Metric here. I'm going to get roasted on the text line. I don't. Think or a mile better. I don't think our text line cares about uh, metric and Imperial. I really don't. We'll find out, won't we? Nine sixty, nine sixty. What do you like? Um, I I prefer both, just depending on the uh, like. I I don't like miles per hour, but I I don't I don't measure myself in meters and centimeters. So <laughs> I'm six foot one, but I also um, I have no idea. You know how many speeding tickets I get in the United States because I, I I'm like. Oh, yeah, it's 70. Look at this guy. I go to the United States all the time and drive. I'm just kidding. I mean, they do have a land. We do have a land border. <laughs> that we're, allowed to, we're allowed to drive our vehicles in the United States. I can confirm. Perfect. That's good to know. But, like, you like look at 80. You're like, okay, 80 miles an hour. And then we all know how you know good they have the little numbers on the inside, though, right? Um, well, yes, but they're sometimes hard to read. <laughs> now, I've got a digital speedometer, so I can now switch it. But if you get pulled over, you can always be like, oh, I was having trouble with the conversion. Uh, sir, you were going 110 miles an hour. I thought 80 was 150. I don't. Let, let's bring this back, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm going to say Stetcher is better than Mackey right now, and Nick is better than Brett. Am I off on that? Now, how much better, I think, is debatable. But all in all, I think that transaction is a positive for the Flames. And whether and both those guys that they acquired are pending unrestricted free agents, if I'm not mistaken. So this might just be a 20-game audition and then it's over. But I think they're marginally better today. Um, you know, I'm, I'm not... 
Nick Ritchie. I know you're a big Brett Ritchie guy. So. Well, I, I think, you know, Nick Ritchie's fascinating to me because, you know, we're talking about a guy who has nine goals, 21 points in 58 games this year at Arizona. He's always had this very tantalizing mix of size well, He's also 6'3", 235 pounds or something like right? that. Right, he's uh, listed at 6'3", 236 over at HockeyDB. Um, he's always had this very, very intriguing mix of size and skill that has never fully been unlocked at the NHL level. Like, he's he's been all around it. He's been close. Um, you know, the 56-game season in Boston, he had 15 goals. You're like, you're feeling like it's 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 pretty close. And then he went to Toronto, and, and uh, it didn't really work out there. And um, I still wonder if they're is a little bit more to be unlocked, and I still wonder if a coach like Daryl Sutter could be the guy to unlock it. But on the other side, the habits, the details, those types of things have have kept him out of the lineup and and have kept him from maybe realizing where he wants to go. Um, I'm really curious about how this one plays out because I think think Brett Ritchie, I think Brett, who is now an Arizona Coyote, I think he is better suited for the role that he was asked to play. I think Nick has the higher ceiling, but I yep. think Brett has been more of a consistent NHLer at what he's asked to do than Nick has been. I think that's fair, and there's a reason why Nick Ritchie is joining his fourth organization in the past three seasons. It is that inconsistency. It is the fact that you don't necessarily know on any given night what you're going to get, whereas with Brett Ritchie, I think it's pretty much written in stone what you're going to see from him night in, night out in the eight or nine minutes that uh, that he hits the ice. So I understand the debate there. I think the upside on Nick is bigger, but I can uh, I can get on board with your thought that the consistency level, the expectation of knowing what you're going to get night in, night out is bigger with Brett. Uh, Aaron Vickers, Pat Steinberg along with you. We've already heard from Dryden Hunt, one of the newest members of the Calgary Flames. Later on this hour, Troy Stetcher will join us. And uh, around the corner, Brad Trilliving, the general manager of the Calgary Flames, will join us all exclusively here on Flames Talk. You don't get this stuff anywhere else. Apple, Spotify, Google, Amazon, and of course, live on Sportsnet 960, the fan. This is trade deadline coverage on Flames Talk, brought to you by our two outstanding sponsors, Atlas Pizza and Sports Bar is one of them, using the same secret recipe since 1975. Dine in at 6060 Memorial Drive Northeast Takeout or delivery at 403-248-3344. Hey, it's George Russick. And Matty Rose. We host the big show with Russick and Rose. If you miss us weekday mornings on Sportsnet 960 to fan, first of all, shame on you. Second of all, download the podcast on demand. So many places that you can find the podcast wherever you get your favorite NHL, NFL, CFL, MLB, the stories that sports fans in Calgary want to hear. We got it for you. We are the big show. Anything and everything Calgary Flames. It's all on Flames Talk. Sportsnet 960 The Fan. Continuing along on this hour of Flames Talk from the Scotiabank Saddledome with Aaron Vickers of Daily Hive. My name is Pat Steinberg. Brad Truliving, the general manager of the Calgary Flames, will call us very shortly. And then uh, Troy Stetcher right after that. Stetcher comes in. He's the guy that intrigues me the most. It's funny. We were uh, talking uh, off the air. Uh, he's the uh, he's the guy that uh, dished to Andrew Mangiapane on that world championship gold medal winning goal uh, just over a year ago. So definitely going to have to ask about Stetcher uh, rejoining Manjapani as a member of the Calgary Flames. And uh, I, I really, 
I really have always liked the uh, the tools that Stetcher brings to the table. I think he's you know he's he's always been a third pairing guy, and he's uh, what he's now in twenty he's twenty eight years old now. I think, uh, but. I, yep. I think that he does end up giving them a little bit more. First of all, it gives them more depth. But I also think with Stonehurt and with Gilbert playing on his offside, and I thought Dennis Gilbert had probably the, the – he struggled the most so far that we've seen him against Toronto in the 2-1 loss on Thursday night. I think Stetcher's a really nice option for him. And, and you know, whether it's uh, Stetcher and Zadorov or Stetcher and Gilbert or however they decide to go about it. I do think that he gives them a little bit of a boost. And, and you know, even if it's if it's uh, when Stone comes back, I still think Stetcher's a guy that is very much in the mix to be a, a regular everyday guy. So he's the guy that I'm most intrigued by when it comes to the acquisitions the Flames made. I think Richie still is the guy that has the highest potential yeah, ceiling, yeah. but Stetcher, I think, is the guy that makes them... You know, Richie comes in, there, there's a lot of middle six, bottom six forwards on this team, right? Stetcher comes in, they were very, very much needing another defenseman, and without having to give up a prospect or a pick, and that's not a knock on Mackey, but Connor Mackey's 25, 26 years old. He wasn't coming back next year as a pending unrestricted free agent. To, to give up Mackey and Richie to bring in Stetcher and Richie and to, to essentially give up Mackey for Stetcher, I, I think that that's actually pretty decent asset management, knowing that, you know, Mackey was not going to be back. We can talk about why it got to that point, but the fact that it's very clear he's going to be leaving as an unrestricted free agent, uh, I, I, I actually... Stetcher's the one that I like the most of all these ads. Well, he gives you a right shot, so if you want to go lefty-righty in your bottom pair, you can. He gives Daryl Sutter seven defensemen he's probably comfortable with. We've seen him ride Gilbert and leave Connor Mackey sort of in the press box for the time being. Now you bring in Stetcher. He's got some playoff experience. Again, he's older. He's a guy that Bradshaw Living said the Flames have been following right from his time at North Dakota. So you've got that described as a highly competitive player, some leadership qualities, dedicated athlete, so on and so forth. What this does is it gives you a 20-game head start, if you will, by not only bolstering your blue line, but it gives you a 20-game up-close look at Stetcher as somebody that you potentially look to bring back as a depth defenseman, and you mentioned it. Right now, this gives them another right shot, and if and when Michael Stone gets healthy before the end of the year, suddenly you've started to layer that depth on the blue line Whereas at certain times this year, we've talked about it in December and probably November and January, basically whenever Chris Tanev has been out of the lineup, talking about the Calgary Flames needing to add a little bit more depth to your defense. They do that with this trade. You mentioned it, the key, key, key thing here doesn't cost them a draft pick, doesn't cost them a prospect. It doesn't touch anything from your pool. You basically flip Stetcher for a guy that, has played one game since mid-December, and now you get an audition. You get a guy that you can plunk into your lineup and a guy that you're not afraid to move in and out probably, I would suggest, depending on what you want to see, but gives you a chance to see Troy Stetcher up close and personal and put him in a role that he gets to uh, sort of fill out on that bottom bottom pairing. Well, I can uh, I can stop watching the uh, phone line for uh, our next guest to call because uh, he's right here. Uh, it's time to say hello to the general manager of the Calgary Flames. He joins us uh, live here in the Doug Lacey's Basement Systems Hot Stove Lounge. Hello, Mr. Uh, Brad Trilliving is with us. Hi, Tree. How are you guys doing? Good. Uh, how, was, uh, how was today for you overall? Um, it was about as expected. Um you know, it was it was a normal deadline. You know, it's it's busy. It it gets a little uh, 
busier as the day goes along. Um, you're talking about things, but you know, today's sort of a you know, sort of the finality of what you've been talking about for, you know, the last several weeks or months. And uh, so I would say it was normal course. Um, you know, where, where we were at, you know, as I talked about earlier today in the availability is, you know, where our team sits right now and where it's really following it for the last several weeks and months, um, it just wasn't, you know, an option for us to start chasing things with any high asset or draft pick or young prospect for for short-term gain you know um and so we looked at other options we looked long-term is there is there is there significant returns that we can get um for players um you know and and we came to the conclusion right now that uh, you know we are where we are um we're going to take a long-term view of this and and not you know chase out draft picks and, and yeah. young players here for for short-term games so I, I had a sense it was going to go this way for the last several weeks and this is where we were at. safe to say <coughs> that you know when it when it comes to the other side of it and, and maybe moving out roster prices we've seen some really high uh, prices paid prior safe to say that maybe they weren't there as we moved closer to uh, today's deadline well I don't know if it was even closer we were we were talking about situations like that over the course of the last several weeks okay. and uh like i said if you if you look at those you know there's specific players or you know that specific teams wanted um for certain prices and uh you know so we were well well aware of what was going on within the market um and as i said earlier a lot of those things if you look at it apart from um you know a player here or there the majority of those of those players are on expiring contracts yep. and uh and even if they were controllable assets if you look at you know the player that Tampa acquired it's in it's an expiring contract so um you know those are it really got that feel early on in the game that this was there was a lot of you know as as I've said time and time again the majority of moves being made um at this time of the year is is it's a rental market uh now the volatility of the market and the the prices that were being paid and the amount of draft capital that was that was changing hands um is more than i've seen in my time um is that is that a sign of things to come is that a one-off i think it's a one-off but we'll see would you, uh, when you classify this, you think the the your your NHL group as you push for a playoff spot? Do you feel like you got better uh, with the moves today? I did, and that's no disrespect to the to the to the to the players that left. Um, you know, I look at Troy uh, with with Mike Stone's injury. Um, you know, Troy's a is a, is a is an experienced NHL player. He's a right shot. Um, I think in a lot of ways he compliments, you know, Daryl will sort that and the staff will sort that out. But I think in a lot of ways he compliments um, Nikita. Um, you know, he's a competitive guy. He fits sort of with our DNA. Um, he's got some experience. Um, and, and whether he goes in there, I think Dennis has come up and, and done a real good job. Um, you know, Connor, you know, just Connor would hadn't been playing you know at the end of the day and and uh you know wish we wish him all the well but i think i think we got we got deeper on the blue line and i said nick is nick nick's an interesting guy um you know a real high draft pick we've known him back since his junior days in peterborough um he's shown flashes yeah you know he's a big man he's a real unique player he's a big man with a lot of skill 
lot of snarl. It's just a consistency factor of being able to do it. And, uh, you know, as I talked to him today, we've got 20 games left. He's got 20 games left. Um, we're hoping that he can come in here and give us a shot. He's, you know, what I always feel like is a dangerous person is a, is a, is a player playing in the last year of their contract and trying to prove something. And, uh, you know, uh, that's what we're looking for, for Nick to come in here and give us, uh, give us as much as he can down the stretch and hopefully make us better. So what, uh, and I know you're asked about this, but as you're going through making and negotiating this deal with Arizona and you know that, that Brett Ritchie might be going back, like does that do, does that pop into your mind? They're like, oh, geez, like I might be making history with the first day. Or are you even thinking about well, it you're focused on hockey only? Well, you're, you're, hey, listen, you know the names and you're like, this is a little bit odd. Um, <laughs> I didn't know if it would be <clears throat> the first you know, Army and I were talking, and we kind of brought it up. Like, well, does this ever happen before? And we're like, I don't, I don't know. Um, so I said, there's, you know, a lot of Sutter brothers. I'm sure one of them's been traded for each other, but um, as it turns out, it wasn't. But you know, there, everybody was looking for, you know, like I said, we were, we were seeing if there's ways that we could work around the edges. Um, you know, Brett's, Brett's filled a real good role for us over the last couple of years. I like Brett a lot. Um, the emergence of Walker Dewar on that right side, I think is allowed us to look, you know, look and, and do something else. Um, and like I said, Nick's got the ability to play both sides, but he's a left shot. Um, you know, we just felt that this is, you know, between him and Troy, this would, would give us a little, uh, a little bit of a boost down the stretch. Brad, is it fair to say, cause you know, taking calls after every game, there's a lot of, well, they need to go out, go, go out and get another core piece, go out yeah. and get a, a 25 year old who can score 50 or uh, a number one defenseman. And, I don't think that's impossible, nope. but it's also not the, always right there for any general manager to just go do. Would it be safe to say that those type of moves are less likely in season around deadline time? Perhaps if that if that were to happen, off season is usually when that happens. Yeah, for the most part. Um, listen, you explore all those, and 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 I've I've been public about it, Pat, of saying we're trying to. It, improve our forward group all year um the price has got to fit uh the players got to fit there's always unique circumstances not excuses but they're unique circumstances you know there's there's players that you know are going to cost a great deal you maybe see if there's a chance to extend them um and maybe that this isn't a place where they want to extend all those circumstances come into play with certain players that are on the market that you do a lot of diligence on uh, throughout the year so um yeah it's it's what you find at the deadline is um, it's a it's a buy sell market, right? Um, and what I mean by that is 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 you're not, you know, the teams that are solidly in the playoffs, they're not looking to move anything off their roster. So when you're looking to make significant change to your team, that's why you see a lot more of it happen at the at in the off season. Is now you're opening up the field to 31 other teams versus limiting yourself to maybe non-playoff teams or um, or shortening, you know, shortening the, the, the amount of teams that you can talk to. Those that are solely in the playoffs, they're looking to add. They're not necessarily looking to take anything off their team. They're looking to add. They're looking to, you know, part with futures. Um, so those more dramatic tra- trades you see, you know, you, you do see the, the odd hockey deal at this time of the year. Um, but experience um, over the years has shown that uh, those bigger deals happen in the offseason. Brad Trilliving's with us, general manager of the Calgary Flames here on deadline day. How would you 
if you go back to last year mm-hmm. and, and you, to Foley and Yarncroke brought in and you were able to augment your team and make them better for that season, this year, different situation. How would, how would you classify just how you look at where you are three-quarters of the way through the season? What would be the, the best way to evaluate it in your mind? Well, we're not where we expect it to be. We're not where we think um, you know, this team is capable of being, but we are where we are. And uh, you have to you have to deal in reality, and uh, um, that's just you know you are as the old line says you are what your record shows. But I don't see this as a team that's you know we are where we are in the standings. I think as I said today, I think it's a good team that's underperformed, and uh, um, <clears throat> I I think we try to do a real you know we try to be real honest with ourselves of where our team's at. Um, and that led us to today to say, okay, you know, do we need to chase something here right now and give us a, you know, give us a little boost. Um, just, we haven't performed to the, to that level. Now, having said all that, um, we still think we're capable. Uh, now we know there's, it's an uphill climb where nobody's, nobody's denying that. And, and we've seen, you know, as recently as, um, this last week, there's, there's countless games that you can go back this week go back through the last four or five months um, where we've left points on the table. You know, that's in the, that's in the past. Now we have to focus on the next 20 games. Um, cliche as it sounds, one at a time and try to amass as many points as we can. But, um, you know, where we are today and the record and, 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 and some of the disappointment that we've had uh, led us to, to doing, you know, or not doing some of the things that we did today. So um, I spoke to the team leading up to the deadline, I, I said the same thing. We, I believe in this group. I really do. And, uh, um, we haven't performed to the, w- to the, to, to the, um, to the level that I think we're capable of. I'm not about to do an autopsy here after 62 games. Yeah. Um, we'll, we'll get to that when, when the season's completed. But to me, what the message was, was, you know, you gotta, you gotta quit carrying around everything that's happened in 62 games, focus on whatever that we got left put our best put forward and, and, and see where it goes. And, uh, you know, I said, we've, we've shown over stretches that we're capable of, of playing really good hockey. Uh, I was really, you know, I thought Marky, that might've been, no, it might've been, I thought that was his best, best performance of the season. So let's get geared up here and, and, uh, you know, the next six weeks, um, play our very, very best and, and, and we'll let the chips fall where they may. A couple, couple more housekeeping items and kind of clerical things, but on the on the Oliver Shillington front, mm-hmm. I know you addressed it when you spoke to us at large. <coughs> just Excuse one me. of those. Oh, all good. Excuse me. Just one of those situations where at this point probably the the time has passed for him to be able to get back and and up to speed at an NHL level. I think that's fair, Pat. I mean, um, you know, there's two things. There's I guess there's two parts to the equation. You know, there's Oliver's situation that he's dealing with. Um, you know, he's, he's still dealing with that. Um, and then you look at it and say, okay, if, if Oliver was to show up today, you know, we're March 3rd and you know, it's, it's, you're jumping in the fast lane. That's just not, you know, it's just not realistic to think you're going to just show up and jump into, you know, games going a million miles an hour here. So we'll continue to, you know, um, stay in touch and communicate and support Oliver as best we can. But, uh, the reality is it, it, it doesn't it doesn't appear he'd be he'd be a player for this year. Pelche and Dewar, we, we expect them to come back up after they, they've been assigned to the American League prior to the deadline. 
does the four recall rule still exist? It still re okay. exists. And you yeah. still hate it? Yeah, it still <laughs> sucks, but it's still here, and it'll be here for the end of time. And so that means you got two quote unquote regular recalls. Two left? regular recalls okay. remaining. Yeah. And then you you know you've you've got emergency conditions and those right. things, but uh, yeah, we've got two recalls remaining. And finally, are, is is Michael Stone expected back? At any point this yep, season, we do we do anticipate at this point, you know, hopefully barring any setbacks, um, you know, he's going to be a little bit of time, but we do we do anticipate that he'd be back before the end of the regular season. Okay, appreciate the time, Tree. Okay, guys, uh, thank you so much for doing this. You bet. Thanks, guys. That's Brad Treliving, general manager of the Calgary Flames, joining us here in the Doug Lacey's Basement Systems Hot Stove Lounge as we continue along on this hour of Flames Talk. Uh, Apple, Spotify, Google, Amazon, or wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, Cam, back in the studio, I have momentarily lost my call screen, so if you can just let me know if we do. Oh, we do. Look at that. We do have our next guest, uh, like clockwork. Uh, we go from the general manager of the Calgary Flames to one of the newest members of the Calgary Flames, uh, acquired from the Arizona Coyotes. Pat Steinberg along with you on Flames Talk, and we say hello to defenseman Troy Stetcher on the Atlas Pizza and Sports Bar guest hotline right now. Troy, thank you so much for doing this, man. How are you today? Yeah, I'm good. Thanks. Thanks for uh, having me on the show. No problem. I, I would imagine, um, I know the Flames are not exactly where they want to be, but you're uh, diving into a playoff race in the snap of a finger. That that in and of itself has to be energizing for you. Yeah, obviously really exciting. Um, coming from the situation I'm in, obviously in Arizona, um, it's very similar to last year when I was in Detroit and got traded to L.A. So um, obviously really excited to join the, the group there and uh, make a push. You, uh, it feels like it feels like your name has been linked to Calgary on the outside at different times over the last three, four, five years. It's never materialized. Now it does. Uh, d does it kind of feel like that that they've kind of been all around it for the last little while, and and maybe coming to Calgary, it's not the the biggest surprise in the world for you. Um, it's a good surprise. I mean, there's obviously. There's a lot of talk in the outside world and uh, where they think guys are going to end up. But, um, yeah, for me, it's kind of a last-minute trade deadline acquisition. So, um, obviously wasn't prepared for it, but obviously extremely excited about the situation. So, I was uh, about ready to take a nap there, get ready for my game tonight, and then uh, next game I'm packing. What, uh, so, so, take us through today. How, how did it all come about? How did you get the news that you were being dealt? I just got a call from Bill Armstrong saying he traded me to Calgary and then I uh, talked to Mr. Trevor Living um, after I talked to Bill and that was it. And then you start to panic and you get back to the rink, get your gear, you start packing up at home and then you wait for your flight. So uh, things move pretty quick. What uh, what is the um, what what is the next little while look like for you then? What's the what is the travel itinerary look like? I'll be in there tonight, so uh, oh, wow. I'll be there tomorrow with the guys. So I'm, I'm excited about the opportunity and excited to get back into some competitive hockey games here. Okay, though well, that's uh, that's uh, we we talked to Dryden Hunt a little bit earlier. He's got a uh, much more arduous travel uh, route to get to Calgary, and so so that's good that you can get here this evening. So um, I, I I I guess tell us about the season so far and I know that in Arizona it's it's been a rebuilding year but what about for you what has uh what has the season been like you've you've gotten into 61 games you've played a lot how how has the year gone for you Troy yeah it's gone well it's uh I think I've been in a different role here obviously in Arizona and what they've wanted me to provide the organization but um 
it was something I was excited for and an opportunity I was really excited to come be a part of. And uh, I think the season as a whole, it's, you know, there's been some positives, been some negatives. Um, I don't think my offensive numbers are where I obviously would have liked them to be. And then on the other side, I think I've played really well defensively on a team that, you know, at the start of the year, we really struggled to keep the puck out of our net. So, um, I don't know, you, you take all the lessons with you and you continue to try to grow as a player every single day. So uh, I was very fortunate for my time here. I really enjoyed being a part of this organization, but uh, I'm equally as excited, obviously, to move on. So what goes through your head when you, you get the call and you find out it's Calgary and you start to think, okay, I, I played with Manjapani at the World Championships and uh, obviously I played with Jacob and, and Chris as a member of the Canucks. Like, do, you, do you start to get excited about some of the connections that you've already got on the team when everything starts to sink in? Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of connections. I played with Tanny, Marky, Toss in the bubble for Vancouver and Manja at Worlds. I've trained with Luch since high school in the offseason, so I know a lot of those guys. And then obviously being in Vancouver for four years at the start of my career, um, there's some familiarity with some of the players still in Calgary that I played against. So um, obviously a really talented group and a team I'm excited to be a part of, and hopefully the transition can be a little bit easier knowing some faces around the room. Yeah, absolutely. Troy Stetcher is with us. Newest Calgary Flames defenseman here on Flames Talk today. It's Pat Steinberg and Aaron Vickers as well, Vicks. Troy, you mentioned kind of getting ready to play the Carolina Hurricanes later today. Was this a move? Was this a trade that you expected? Did you have an inkling that you needed to be by your phone on trade deadline day? Um, not really. Just kind of the way the hockey world works. You know, you're on an expiring contract uh, on a team that's rebuilding. You obviously know there's a chance you're going to get moves. So um, I just went about my day as I, I normally would for a game day and happened that I wasn't napping yet. So I uh, got the news. <laughs> Brad for Living described your play as competitive, hardworking, mobility, leadership abilities. What's Troy Stetcher's scouting report on Troy Stetcher? Uh, I think that's pretty accurate. Just a hard-working, blue-collared um, defenseman. I think I play bigger than my size. I'm obviously an undersized guy, but I don't think I play small. And um, The biggest thing I think I, I try to do well and I try to excel in is keeping the puck out of our net and trying to play good defense to take a lot of pride in that. So, um, yeah, I'd be my report. <laughs> so I want, I want to go back to some of the connections you've, uh, you've got on this group. First of all, uh, so you say you've been, you've been training with Lucic for how long? Uh, Luch and I kind of grew up in the same area. Um, and he played for the Vancouver Giants. Um, so we went into the same hockey academy and we trained with the same trainer since, since I was in grade eight, uh, obviously we joined the same group when I went to the pro level, but um, he was always around the arena when I was there. So uh, what's uh, what's off-season training Milan Lucic like? I, I would imagine he'd be a beast, but you, you see it firsthand. Yeah, I mean, you just got to look at him. He's huge, so uh, he's big for a reason. He, he puts in the work, that's for sure. It's really impressive to see for a guy that big and uh, how strong he is, so uh, there's a reason behind it. So tell and then tell us about uh, playing with with Chris Tanev, Jacob Markstrom, Tyler Toffoli. Tell us what you know about those three guys as as you rejoin them here in Calgary. Yeah, all three obviously really talented players, uh, and big part of obviously Calgary. And then even when I was in Vancouver, all three of them were a huge part of that team. So uh, a lot of guys I look up to, and uh, three guys that I still call a friend. So uh, looking forward to getting back with them. And uh, I know my girlfriend's really. Excited to get back with their wives, so um, nice. it's an exciting time for us. 
Troy, you mentioned Andrew Mangiapane at the World Championship. I'm just curious, does he still owe you dinner from that pass you gave him in the championship game, or is he squared up with you on that? No, he owes me two. I bought him dinner when he was here, I think, last <laughs> week, so uh, he's got to pay up now. <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. That uh, how where, where does that moment rank for you, Troy, in, in terms of your hockey career and, and being a part of something as, as cool of that, as cool as that was with, with Andrew and the rest of your Team Canada teammates? Yeah, it's obviously special. Um, anytime you can play for your country. Um, obviously, it's not the, the highest stage of the Olympics, but still an honor to put on that jersey and represent him. So that's pretty a pretty memorable moment for me probably one of the top ones in my hockey career but um uh, i hope it's not the best one i hope i still have some left in me to prove and hopefully continue to contribute what uh what did you learn about Mench when uh you, you got an opportunity to be a teammate of his uh, he came late obviously to that tournament um uh, right from the playoffs so um great guy we got along super well fierce competitor I think um, we pride ourselves on a lot of the same similarities and uh, we're kind of like-minded in the way we we process the game. So I have a lot of respect for him and he's a a good good person. Last last one for you, and I know we kind of touched on it right at the beginning of our chat here, Troy, but just... How, how fired up are you? Like, what uh, what is the what's the heart rate like? What's the adrenaline like? Just knowing that you've got an opportunity to prove yourself on a team that's fighting for the playoffs. I'm just curious the the excitement level and, and how fired up you are as uh, you get on a flight in a few hours here. Yeah, obviously really excited. Um, situation here in Arizona where you know you're kind of building for the future and winning hockey games. For the- isn't the end all be all? Um, going to a situation in Calgary where you're not even in the playoffs right now, we got some work to do. So um, it's something you want as a hockey player to be in the fight and to have an opportunity to play for the Stanley Cup. So um, this couldn't be a better opportunity for myself as an individual to join a team and uh, that has big aspirations. So uh, I'm extremely excited. Awesome, Troy. Thanks for doing this, man. We're looking forward to uh, seeing you here in Calgary very, very shortly. I guess we'll see you sometime on Saturday. Hey, thanks for doing this, and uh, fly safe. Awesome. Thank you. Appreciate it. It's Troy Stetcher, the newest defenseman, newest member, one of the newest members of the Calgary Flames, joining us here exclusively on Flames Talk. He joined us on the Atlas Pizza and Sports Bar guest hotline. And as we start to uh, wrap things up this hour, we had Troy Stetcher, Trident Hunt, and Brad Tree Living all in one hour. That's some trade deadline coverage. And your trade deadline coverage brought to you by Tuxedo Source for Sports. It may be trade deadline season, but it's time to gear up for another great ball season. Southern Alberta's best selection of bats, gloves, and everything you need to to be at the top of your game is at Tuxedo Source for Sports.